0: Hey guys, Lindsay Rogers here, manager of EPRI's distribution operations and planning team, and welcome back to the Grid Operations and Planning Podcast. So this episode, I'm joined by Matt Rylander, who leads our operations and planning analytics research project set area in Program 200, and he's going to talk about one of the new initiatives we have underway. Welcome, Matt.
1: Great to be here, Lindsay.
0: So one of the things that we talked about on our first episode was the importance and challenges of data as modernization activities unfold across the country and across the globe. Uh, And there are a lot of terms out there right now, digitization, digitalization, digital transformation. So what are we really talking about when we say digital transformation in the utility industry, Matt?
1: Yeah, something good to clarify. When we're using digital transformation, that term, we're using it to describe an accurate model representation of the actual distribution grid.
0: So now that you've kind of clarified and set us straight on what we're talking about here with with digital transformation, what are the challenges utilities are facing right now as it relates to that?
1: The challenges for digital transformation have existed for quite some time. But they are definitely now becoming more important to address as utilities are becoming more reliant on the models themselves to evaluate the distribution grid. Those challenges are being further driven by the abundance of new data and assets interconnecting through grid modernization efforts. So that's where enabling digital grid transformation and the grid modernization efforts are really coming together.
0: But the challenges really go beyond just the data becoming available um, for utilities. You know, getting the data is really just sort of the first step.
1: That's right. The challenges do go well beyond just having data. <clears throat> for instance, there's little consistency among tools and utilities and knowing which data are needed, how to maintain the data, and how to use the data that they have most effectively. So it's not just about having data. You know, it, it also is in the need to know what data there is and how to use it. Ultimately, utilities will need to think of data differently than they have in the past. This grid data needs to be a utility-owned asset, and they need to treat that data as any asset in the field.
0: So that's an interesting point, Matt. That That's a different way of thinking about data, treating it as an asset. So what does that really mean?
1: Treating data as an asset means you have to invest in it and you have to develop processes to examine and maintain it over time. So it's just as any asset in the field, which you would routinely examine and undergo maintenance with, you should do the same for data. If time and money is not invested, the data will eventually become obsolete. And when this occurs from a grid data perspective, digital grid transformation will not be possible, but if it is attempted and utilities try to make models, they will just require significant time and effort from the engineer to verify and validate. And quite frankly, that's what occurs today. There's a significant amount of engineering time that's used just to verify and validate the models that they use for their grid analytics.
0: So this is a really great point. You know, the thinking about data as something that we have to invest in and maintain over time, what is Every doing to enable that?
1: Well, it's a good question. And you really have to look back in time to understand where we've come from. EPRI has actually been working towards enabling digital grid transformation for many years, and this is most notably seen to support the transmission system. The distribution grid, on the other hand, is more dynamic, which makes it more difficult to capture grid changes in their legacy systems. Therefore, in the last few years, significant effort has been underway in EPRI's ICT program to develop a better form of grid model data management, which would ultimately enable grid transformation, digital grid transformation. Fast forward to now with grid modernization efforts and the rise of importance of grid models, we have the alignment between programs, between Program 200 and the ICT program, to address the next steps to really fully enable distribution grid digital transformation.
0: So I want to pick on up on something that you, you just kind of said there at the beginning. Um, you mentioned that we've had a lot of work that's been done on the transmission side, but that distribution was different, uh, that it was unique in terms of what was needed. Can you Can you talk a little bit more about that?
1: Yeah, the systems are connected, and you wouldn't think that there would be much difference between the two. But inherently, the transmission system is different than distribution. The number of elements, objects within the transmission system is relatively low, and the rate of change is slow as well changes on the transmission system are planned, they're centralized, and they're made aware to operations well ahead of any actual changes happening in the field. Even during storm damage, restoration is more like-for-like. Assets are replaced with similar assets, and they're recorded consistently due to the low volume of such activities happening. Now, on the other hand, distribution is quite different. The volume of changes is high, the number of objects is significant, the system is highly decentralized, and restoration activities are chaotic and focused on speed, getting the system up and running again quickly, but not consistency. As such, building an accurate distribution grid model from the underlying data has quite a bit more challenges that were not present and that are not present to the same degree in the transmission system
0: so it sounds like we've got a great foundation to start with but there's a lot of complexity that the distribution system brings that we've got to work through and figure out how to adapt some of these things to to work with the way the distribution system is managed and the needs of the distribution system
1: that's right lindsay At a high level, this year we have identified the grid data model requirements for particular study needs and have begun to develop a plan on how to verify and validate the data with a process to improve the underlying data in their original repositories and equip engineers with models on demand. So the distribution system engineers will have models that are accurate and usable more readily.
0: So, Matt, I want to talk a little bit more about the work that we are doing in P200 and some of the details, a little bit more specifically about what, what we're doing. And, you know, one of the things we've heard from a lot of our members over the last year um, or so is really that knowing what data is needed um, to do which, you know, studies or to look at different applications is a big part of what they're needing.
1: Yeah, there's definitely a lot of data out there, but it is important to keep in mind that more data is not necessarily better. It is actually better to have the right data. And for instance, a planning engineer doesn't need to have all the protection settings within their model, but at the same time, protection engineers don't need to have all of the customer AMI load data in the models that they use. So having the right right data in the right models is important.
0: Well, and that is really only just the first step of it, too, right?
1: That's right, definitely. Then you have to create processes and a framework to maintain it and develop models. What we have seen from a recent utility survey is that the process to create models is quite disconnected and there's no consistency between utilities. There are methods to integrate different components of grid models from different repositories. Some of these data are integrated automatically while others are manually integrated. In some cases, the data needed is just not available and cannot be integrated at all. In the future, all data needs to be stored in a single repository and an automation will be required to integrate that data into a grid model. But we're at a place right now where distribution is not quite there, but we see that as the next steps.
0: So we've got this we've got this data and we've got a process uh, to develop the models, Um, but making that even more complicated is that it's not just about about developing the models, it's also about verifying and validating them, which are two different steps of the process.
1: You know, even after you have all the data in one repository and you have automation set up to create those grid models, there's no guarantee that the model is correct. That's where verification comes in. The verification is needed to make sure that the data is available and correct and in the right format, while the validation is something a little bit different. The validation is needed to make sure that model that was verified is actually representing the system as it's currently operated. So it's an accurate representation of the system.
0: So, you mentioned, Matt, just, just a, a minute ago, a survey that we had done of, of utilities. Did we learn anything about where utilities sort of currently are when it comes to that validation and ver- verification process that you're talking about?
1: Yeah, that's a really great survey. You know, the survey we conducted meant to understand, help understand where engineers are in knowing more about the data that's used in their models. And it's also was a survey done for the GIS professionals to understand what they know about the data that's being used to create models. And based on that survey, almost 80% of utilities currently rely on manual processes to do verification and validation. So a lot of people are creating models without uh, some automated techniques. Now going forward to fully enable this digital grid transformation, it's going to have to become automated. So there has to be a pretty large shift in those engineering processes set up to create grid models. Now, on a side note, it's real important to to say once this is automated and we can create models and track the process of creating those models, it's going to enable data quality tracking, which is really important to fully treat that data as a utility asset. So utilities can really see how that data is progressing over time, the quality of that data is progressing over time. So uh, a tremendous amount of potential moving forward.
0: So Matt, what is clear is that this is complicated. A lot to be defined, new processes to be developed, but you said there's a lot of potential. So what should members be looking for in 2021?
1: Well, Lindsay, complicated might be a little bit of an understatement. There's there's a lot to be done here. Uh, We've started years prior to this, efforts have been underway too. So uh, this last year we've spent ample time to understand the problem from the distribution perspective. And we've developed a plan to enable digital grid transformation. So this next year, we're gonna put this plan into action. We'll begin to develop an automated tool that takes data from the grid model data manager and verifies and validates that data in the model that is produced. That, That will be our first step in 2021 to start that process. But at the same time, those automated processes will have to also update the underlying data that is missing or incorrect. And that's that's where we will reach into efforts with 161, the ICT program at EPRI, to enable that underlying grid data management and ultimately, our goal is to create on-demand models for the engineer to use.
0: Wow. So this tool you're talking about is actually going to improve an engineer's effectiveness and really reduce their time, um, the time it takes for an engineer to really develop these models so they can focus really more on um, the studies themselves and, the, and what they need to do with the models rather than on de- de- uh, developing the models themselves. Is that, is that what, you're, what you're getting at there?
1: That is correct. You know, engineering time should be spent on doing the analysis and not on the model development itself. So we really need to get to this to better utilize the time of our distribution engineers. Now, I can't promise we're going to get there all in 2021. I see this as a multi-year initiative. But leveraging all of the efforts we've done before that I've mentioned with ICT, also based off of the transmission processes, will definitely give us a head start.
0: All right. Well, I have complete confidence in you, Matt. I feel like 2021 is going to be a big year. Yeah.
1: Thanks a lot, (laughs) Lindsay. I I appreciate the confidence.
0: All right. Well, thanks for joining today, Matt. Uh, Really enjoyed hearing what we've got planned Um, for the the digital transformation activities in Program 200 this year as we go into next year. I'm really looking forward to this work um, and seeing where it goes uh, as we go into next year.
1: All right. Thanks for having me, Lindsay.
0: Well, that's our show for today, guys. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Grid Operations and Planning Podcast. And please keep giving us your feedback. This is just our second episode. Content, format, whatever is on your mind. This is all about you guys. And we want to hear from you.